Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we are committed to sharing life with you as we journey on together. We believe in self-improvement, growth, and impacting the lives of others. Our four pillars are deeply rooted in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance, spreading love, positivity, and the good news while we grow up to become the best version of ourselves is what we strive for. We believe in obtaining greatness and desire to empower people as we work to share this platform to inspire those we encounter and build up the kingdom. Be sure to visit EF3Life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life. Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. We're here for EF3Life Conversations in the Car, and I'm coming off of a fantastic mission trip with Bishop Edward Scharfenberger from the Diocese of Albany. We traveled from New York, city of Albany, all the way to Mexico City in the central of that country. And what a amazing opportunity we had together to team up with some phenomenal people. Those of Lord's Parish from Bethesda, Maryland, and Hope of the Poor, run by Craig Joring, a nonprofit out of Omaha, Nebraska, and Craig has developed an amazing chance for those who want to serve Christ and encounter him, the hidden Jesus with the poor. And we're going to get into all of that today because it was something that was really moving and will help to transform the heart and the soul and embrace poverty. Now, as you know, as we travel and journey on together, the EF3 Life to the Fullest podcast is about sharing faith, is about inspiration, encouragement, and hope, and that's what the mission was all about. Having been there half a dozen times and finally being able to go back, the pandemic didn't stop us. We were there and we were on the ground, and it was just a beautiful experience to embrace those that were in Mexico City, to have the opportunity to do pilgrimage to Tepeyac Hill and visit the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Tremendously powerful times there in Central America. It was beautiful to have the chance to really dive deeply into the mission field. And it just calls to mind that wherever we're at in our life, wherever God has placed us, there is a mission field that's present amongst us. And it's up to us to have our eyes wide open, our hearts open to where God is calling us next so that way we can be his hands and his feet. Early on when we landed in Mexico City, there was a buzz in the air. There was great excitement. We were met by some of my great faith-filled friends there in Mexico City, Rogelio. And he picked us up from the airport with Craig. And I could just tell that this was going to be a really special experience. Every time that I have the chance to go, it is incredible what God reveals to you. And it's when we take a step out of our comfort zone in our faith, when we decide to do something, to be more, to be able to show up in other people's lives, that real blessings unfold. And that's what took place in Mexico City. Blessings upon blessings. I never could have imagined that this trip would have been so hope-filled, inspirational, and encouraging. Amidst the destitute poverty, amidst the really drastic situations that we saw, we experienced, we were with others, and the best part of all was what we shared this time with them. There's no doubt that things in life can be hard on the home front, 
It can be hard in the international spectrum. And what Craig Joring is doing with Hope of the Poor is truly fantastic. My hope is that you will log on to hopeofthepoor.org and see how you can get involved. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, your heart will be moved and inspired to maybe take a chance and go on mission with Craig and to radically reshape your mind, your heart, and your willingness to understand the beauty and the power of spending time with the poor. Not only will it truly change your perspective, give you so much gratitude for what you have in your own life, but being on mission does something. When we show up in someone else's life, when we are there with them, few things happen. First of all, as Father Gregory Boyle mentioned in Tattoos on the Heart, one of my very favorite books, something that's so inspiring and encourages us in our walk of faith to stretch us, to move us, to make sure that we become better every day for the Lord with a heart wide open. Father Gregory Boyle mentioned that it's not enough to take a stance on an issue. We must stand with people in the issue. And the only way to do that is to stand with them in love. Now, my whole understanding of mission, when I was younger, when I was serving in the community around me where I was growing up in Germantown, New York, and then shortly after college in Albany, was something that wasn't as mature as it is today in understanding what it's really all about. Now, oftentimes people think, well, going on mission, I have to do X, Y, or Z, and there's some tangible task that's at hand. That is true from time to time. However, with Hope of the Poor, it's not so much about what we're doing, but how we're experiencing and encountering others and being with them, your presence. That is the greatest gift that you could give to somebody. Craig Joring told me many years ago, the greatest poverty of all is the poverty of feeling unloved and the poverty of being unrecognized and lonely. For those who are living and working at the city dump, over a thousand people who are there, who are sorting through trash in order to earn upwards of $12 in a week, that is destitute poverty and that is so traumatic. It is such grave, hard, difficult situations that people are facing. You can't even comprehend it unless you're there with them and you're literally climbing up mountains of garbage. But the most amazing and beautiful thing of all was that by showing up and going there and being present with people, barriers and walls broke down. Smiles were shared. Hugs were exchanged. People were present to one another and you look in the eyes of someone else and you recognize their humanity. You recognize that we have to be with each other in this communal aspect and we gotta walk with each other. That everybody deserves love and recognition and by spending that time, by showing up Something happened inside of my heart many years ago when I did it for the first time, continues to do so today. And it was beautiful to see the Bishop of Albany experience this as well, and many others who are there with us. It is difficult to help in a situation where things are so drastic. Sometimes we become so overwhelmed to think, what can I do? Whether it's in the dump of Mexico City or on the street, we're gonna continue to talk about that more and what that all involved, or it's in your own neighborhood. Maybe it's in your own city, it's in your own town, and things are really difficult. It could even be in your own family. Sometimes one person might think, I'm just a single individual. What could I possibly do to make a difference? But actually, you're making a difference every single day by showing up 
by being generous with your time, by opening up your heart, and by loving. Previous to going to Mexico City, I had the opportunity to travel to Nashville, Tennessee for a conference. And at that conference, one of the key speakers during his homily, the Bishop of Nashville, gave an extremely important address that really touched me. And what he said was that doesn't matter when you face somebody else who's in front of you understanding what you are to say. So often we get tripped up on the words that we're supposed to exchange or what we could say to somebody to encourage or inspire them. He said, just worry about loving them to the best of your ability. So if you're lost for words, if you don't know how to approach a situation, if there's something that's really hard in front of you, especially when somebody's going through something difficult and you care deeply for them, the only thing that really matters is to love them. To love them with all that you can, to show up and to be present. So literally, your presence is the present to other people. And it's a gift that can be unwrapped every single day when people we encounter in our lives. And that's something for us to recognize. It can't be overstated. You can't look past it. It is so important. Don't think to yourself that you have to do some tangible act every single second. But actually, you and being there, your actual presence, if you're fully aware, you're alert, and you're there with someone, that can actually be all that it takes to really help them through a difficult time, to show them that they're worth it, and ultimately, to share with them great love. And that's the love of God. And it makes me think about Jesus showing up in the lives of so many people, the apostles, many others who were struggling, who needed conversion, who needed help, who needed assistance, who needed healing. There are so many examples throughout the course of the gospel. The common thread, though, is that Jesus was there. People wanted to be with him. He also was like a magnet drawing himself closer to those who were hurting. And if we think about in our own life the people who are going through great difficulty, and sometimes we're those actual people who are going through hardship, when God shows up in our life in the form of someone else, it's like there's an angel on the earth, and they're there with us. And that's why the scriptures say, sometimes we encounter angels. And it's just a beautiful reminder that God is going to show up on the scene in so many different ways. But we are called and asked to be Christ for others. And in order to do that, it takes our presence, it takes a heart opened up, and a willingness to be the love and the change we wish to see. In Matthew 25, 40, Craig Joring was reading this on the bus to us as we were setting off to be spending the time and days at the city dump with the people there in Mexico. And in that passage, it beautifully articulates the great profound example that is laid out for us and how we're to treat those in the world, especially the poor. And Matthew 25, 40 talks about whatever you did for the least of my people, you did unto me. When I was hungry, you gave me food to eat. Thirsty, you gave me drink. Naked, you clothed me. Ill or in prison, you visited me. And it runs through every fiber of life that we show up for other people, that we give what we have, that we're generous with our time, our treasure, and our ability, and we love. And God will say to those people, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter your master's joy because that what you did unto the least of mine, you did unto me. But when we deny others these material things that they need, 
When we deny people love, we don't show up, we actually didn't show up for God. And it's something we have to really take to heart. So mission all comes down to love. It comes down to showing up our presence. And there is nothing greater or more transformative than the power of the testimony that some of the formerly homeless and street kids gave when they were there in the park the next day. So we did a couple days of ministry at the city dump and there it was amazing to encounter Christ, the hidden Christ in the poor, to look people in the eye in a dignified way and to show them that we cared, that we loved, that we shared some broken Spanish, that we used food and water as a vehicle to enter into their lives, to give us permission to be there and to just be with them. And the kids, what beautiful children. Wow. And I was so blessed and thankful to be able to bring some of the books I had written, Jesus Loves You and Is Your Friend, and Spreading Love Through Peace and Prayer to the children. And if you're somebody who wants to get involved and you want to get involved from afar, maybe you're not able to take a mission trip, you can purchase one of these books and we'll make sure that the kids get it in Mexico City and other impoverished places around the world. Actually, 100% of all proceeds, these children's books are going directly towards mission. It's my commitment to making sure that we educate children all throughout the world and we can bring hope and inspiration to them. You can easily get involved by going on to ef3life.com slash books. You can purchase a book, you can share it, and we can make sure that kids are getting the food and the nourishment of a great education. Getting books are going to inspire and give them hope, something tangible that they can have as their own. If you'd like to donate in another capacity, please make sure you contact me, Daniel mjason at gmail.com or log on to the website and contact us that way or on social media at EF3Life. So as we're there, as I'm reading books to the kids at the city dump, as we're sitting in trash, all that is forgotten. We're reading about the love Jesus has, him being their friend. We're reading about spreading love through peace and prayer. And the kids are engaged. They're going through this book with me. They're really interacting with it and there's smiles on the faces. As we're passing out clothing, as we're giving tacos and burritos and just home-cooked meals, some water to those, and even bring a birthday cake to a man named Ronaldo who was 52 years old, who had never had a birthday before, and we celebrate his birthday. It was just the most beautiful, transformative, and encouraging times. And the smiles on the faces, the love that was shared, that's what it was all about. It was God present with us. Certainly there's nothing that we can do, whether on mission near or far, without the love and the grace of the Lord. And God was truly present. We are blessed to have two priests from the, the Bethesda, from Our Lady of Lords with us, Father James and Father Rob. Shout out to them. Thank you so much for allowing the bishop and I to come along on this amazing venture to serve with you and your community. And to see so many people just giving of themselves and being fully present and aware of the situation, of giving away themselves in love, whatever capacity that might be. There were younger people who were engaging in soccer and having a great time out there on the field, in the dirt, just having fun, kicking the soccer ball around with the kids, putting smiles on faces. There are others who are continuing 
to engage in conversation and spend time over food and drink with those who didn't have much. And there are even some who are helping to engage in the work of the people in the city dump of sorting the bottles and just accompanying them along the way. As this time unfolded in mission, we had time to pray, to thank God, and to pray for and with those that we encountered. And that's so important, such a critical element. Being able to stay at the convent in Mexico City with the Sisters of Conception was amazing. It was just a beautiful time with them, morning prayer, daily mass, having the ability to eat simple meals, to do small tasks, and to engage in great conversation to reflect on everything that was happening. I definitely had some heartfelt moments that really stood out to me. And the amazing things that really come to mind are the fact of the real community and the great faith of the people there in Mexico City. And so oftentimes people might wonder, well, why in certain places, especially in Mexico City and others, is there such a deep and transformative faith? And that has to do with Our Lady's presence there. Our Lady of Guadalupe, the Virgin Mother, Mary, the Blessed Mother of the Church. And we're going to get into all of that and her profound, beautiful love and how she was able to draw people into the loving heart of Christ after a quick commercial break. The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life proud supporter of Hope of the Poor. Learn more ways about how you can get involved, including going on mission, helping children gain an education with a school scholarship for as little as $150 for the year, and by sponsoring a family to help them get off the street. Hope of the Poor is a great nonprofit continuing to serve the homeless in Mexico City. EF3 Life has committed to making a difference by donating children's books to the kids on the streets and in the city dump. By simply purchasing one of my works of literature on ef3life.com slash books, 100% of all proceeds goes back to missions and serving the children. Thanks to those who continue to aid our efforts. Together, our love can change the world. Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. We're unpacking mission. I recently had the great opportunity to go to Mexico City on a mission with the bishop from Albany and a number of young adults and people from Our Lady of Lords Parish in Bethesda, Maryland. And it was just a tremendous opportunity to serve along with Craig Joring, the CEO and founder of Hope of the Poor that is doing radical things in Mexico City that's helping those who are homeless, street kids, and those in the city dump get an education and helping mothers and families get off the streets into apartments and get adequate work. And it's beautiful to see the heart of Craig. And ultimately, to see the people who were formerly homeless now help to run this great nonprofit organization that's embracing, encountering Christ and the poor and giving real, lasting hope to the people that are there. Walking alongside somebody, journeying with them, that's what life is about. Life is hard. It knocks us down. And for some who are born into just grave, destitute poverty, it can be debilitating. It can be almost unimaginable how you're going to be able to get along or get on with your day, let alone be able to comprehend how am I going to withstand this for a lifetime. But it's people like you that show up in someone else's life, that spend time with them, that can make the difference. Every single time that you are present 
in someone else's life, especially those who are in a very difficult situation, you can be God for other people. You're His hands and you are His feet. And Jesus talks about it in the Gospels all the time. And His example was so profound. You know, when people were sick, what was He doing? He was showing up and He was curing them. He was helping them. He was coming to their aid. But was more that was happening than just the physical healing is the spiritual renewal that's taking place day by day. And a scripture that comes to mind is Revelation 21.5, which says, Behold, I make all things new. Now Jesus, when he entered into someone else's life, was there, was fully present, and wanted them to be healed, not only in physical nature, but in soul and spirit. Because if we come to the Lord and we understand the love that he has for us, no matter what we're facing in our life, we'll be able to overcome it. We'll be able to see God infusing his mercy and grace in our life through other people. And there was nothing that was more evident than this than Sandra giving her testimony and others that were part of Hope of the Poor who have been formerly homeless, just drastic situations, horrible conditions, sexual abuse, anything that you could think of that would be dark or dismal that has happened to these people in their life has taken place but has not decimated them, has not destroyed them. Instead, they have used it now as a catalyst to invite other people in, to share, to be vulnerable in order to help bring hope to those who are around them. There's nothing more better or powerful than the example of someone else's life. Certainly, we can say things that have great power and have great weight that can carry such hope and enlightenment to others. However, the way that people live will always be the prime example of what Christian life is about. Mission is one thing, to go for a period of time, to share your heart and your faith with those around you, to give yourself away in love. It's another thing to live out that mission every single day. And for someone like Sandra, one of my good friends there in Mexico City, she has done this. And despite all the hardships she has faced, despite all the things that were setbacks, what had knocked her down from the time that she was eight years old, and all the horrible abuses she faced, of the things that you couldn't even imagine that someone would have to go through, of living literally in a hole in the ground for over 10 years of her life, it still hasn't stopped her. It shows that God's grace and mercy, His love, always wins. And that's the beautiful thing. And that's the power of showing up. Craig Joring showed up in Mexico City. Over 14 years ago, he was there. And he decided to stay after going there and being on mission. He has a mission. And that's to encounter Christ in the poor and to lead others to encounter Christ in the poor so that way their hearts and minds can be transformed. They can have this relationship with the Lord and he can change lives. Craig knows best. He knows best because he's doing this on a daily basis, showing up in people's lives, allowing God to be the instrument to transform them. Saying yes to God's call in your life is not an easy thing to do. But when you do that with openness, when you do it with great authenticity, when you do it because you understand that He loves and there's nothing that can separate us from God's love, no matter what the powers that might be facing against us, 
He will always win. Jesus was present there in the dump. He was present there on the street. He's present on the street corner. He's present in your home, in your community. And he wants you to come to him. Mission, our mission, life is a mission field. And it's not about forcing it down someone's throat. It's not about making them believe something. No, it's actually about showing up and embracing people as they are. We're all broken and fallen human beings. We all have sinfulness. We all have wounds that need to be healed. And because of that, when we show up and we're willing to be like Veronica in the gospel who wipes the face of Jesus, we're like Simon of Cyrene who's there to help the Lord carry the cross. When we're there and we give people an opportunity to just be heard, to be seen, to be listened to, like the woman at the well where God is not judging her, but is actually listening to all of her pain and her sorrow, and then he's a allowing her to understand his love is greater than all of those things that might seem that they're against her. God invites her into his life and she accepts his love. Everything changes. In your life and my life, we all have people who have been Christ-like to us. We all have people who have showed up in a big way when we needed it most. In Mexico City, on mission, it continues to teach me that God's love has no bounds. When you're literally walking up a pile of trash that's hundreds of feet high, there are flies swarming around. It's extremely warm. The smell is disgusting. It doesn't matter. Why? Because you forget about all of that. When you enter into someone's life and you look at them in the eye, when you tell them, I love you, when you give them a hug, when you shake their hand, when you embrace a child and hold him or her in your arms. Nothing of the external of this world matters anymore. What matters is the person in front of you. What matters is accepting and embracing the hidden Christ. Jesus is in your midst. And although today I'm talking about Mexico City, and I've been very blessed and fortunate to go numerous times to go to places like Kenya, where there is great destitute poverty, and to serve in places like Dominica, a small island in the Caribbean. You don't have to go too far to embrace the hidden Christ. He is in your home. He is in your community. He is in your city. He is amongst your family members and amongst your friends. The mission field is different for each and every person. Sometimes a drastic experience having the opportunity to live in a place that's really hard. The conditions are really drastic. You have to be more conscientious and you come back renewed and restored and changed because God works on you. You're aware of your situation and your surroundings. You understand that the people that are there that have such great faith amiss what seems like a disastrous situation cling to God for hope. As much as we show up in other people's lives, they actually are God for us. And looking back at us with great love. And that's an encounter that you cannot replicate. It's something that is so powerful and prolific in our life, will stir up the spirit on the inside and gets to the deep water areas of our heart, draws out within us the love of the sacred heart of Jesus.
And that involves a lot of trust, a lot of vulnerability, a lot of getting out of your comfort zone so that way you can grow, so you can grow closer to the Lord, that He can take our hearts away and give us His, His unselfish and never-ending, limitless and most powerful love. Jesus is there. He was there with us. He's there in the gospel message that comes alive. And the good news is that he's there with you and I when we show up in other people's lives. Don't worry about what you are to say to the stranger, to somebody that you haven't met before, even if you don't even speak the same language, even if it means that you're completely quiet and you're just listening. Your presence is enough. You are waking up and you are showing up And that can have a radical impact on other people's lives. Don't worry about how you are to approach the situation. Just be. God is going to show up. He's going to be the one that creates the growth in your own heart, that allows the transformation to happen. And in other people's lives, as they receive us, be humble enough to understand that God is loving us through them. It's a two-way street. The great love exchange, what God can do, is so wonderful and powerful. This week in the Evangelist newspaper in Albany, the faith-based periodical that comes out every single week, the Bishop of Albany, Edward Scharfenberger, is going to discuss Hope of the Poor. I highly suggest you pick up a copy of it and you check it out. And having these great experiences, encounters with him, tremendous conversation, was really invigorating for me. First of all, we have an amazing bishop who's a boots-on-the-ground guy who's so involved and willing to celebrate the love of other people, to be there for them and with them through it all. As we know, faith without works is dead. But also, faith without embracing the love of Christ isn't faith at all. Oftentimes, in our lives, we need to step out of our comfort zone to do something new and to allow God to really work on our hearts. Being on mission, being there, embracing a beautiful culture that has extreme faith, that had a transformative moment that radically changed the history of the world. What I'm talking about is Our Lady of Guadalupe. So amidst this mission, amidst service, amidst encountering Christ in the poor, amidst embracing people in their poverty, amidst love, There was this great pilgrimage aspect they were able to have as well. And I was visiting the Basilica of Our Lady Guadalupe in Tapiac Hill there in Mexico. And in Mexico City, you can go there to the site that Mary appeared to Juan Diego in 1531. And in three separate occasions, from December 9th to December 12th, there were apparitions. Juan Diego had Mary appear to him in a profound way. And this... Aztec peasant man who was devout in his faith, who was continuing to see his people slaughter thousands of people, upwards of eight or 9,000 people a day, kids and elderly women and men, just sacrificing them to the sun and the moon god. It was so disheartening. Well, Juan Diego's uncle was sick, and as he's going to try to help and aid his uncle, What happens is that Mary appears and she says that she wants him to bring a sign to the bishop so that way a church can be built there in Mexico City. Well, the bishop needs a sign, so eventually Mary gives roses 
these Castilian roses, Spanish roses in December that don't typically grow there. They can't because it's too cold up there in the top of the mountain. And Juan Diego brings them to the bishop as a sign. Now, what happens is he goes to the bishop and as he opens up this cactus fiber burlap sack type of cloak, out come the roses and on it is the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Certainly an amazing and miraculous event. And because of this, because of Mary appearing to Juan Diego, because of the image that's on the cloak that only God had created due to a miracle, the whole course of history is flipped. A whole 180 happens. And instead of so many thousands of people being sacrificed every day and being killed, thousands become baptized. And in the course of the next five or so years, nine million people become Catholic and are baptized into the faith thanks to the apparitions, thanks to the faith of one man, Juan Diego, who was on a mission for the Lord, who had an open heart and an open mind. It is a beautiful faith that the people of Mexico City have. If you're able to visit there, you'll see the tilma, that cactus fiber burlap sack cloak that Juan Diego is wearing, and you can see the image of Our Lady. And millions of people every year go to Mexico City on pilgrimage in order to ask for the intercession of the Blessed Mother, in order to go and journey and pilgrimage up to the top of Tapiac Hill, where she appeared to Juan Diego, where this transformative happening took place. And I mention this because on this mission, we have the opportunity to pray there, to be there with the people, but also to be able to reflect on these things like our Blessed Mother did in her heart. And one of the key aspects of mission is when you come back to reflect on things, you're prayerfully reflecting upon them when you're there on the mission, but afterwards to see how God is going to use the experiences and His loving encounter in your life to transform you to make us new. Every day there's a rebirth that's taking place in our faith. And if we allow God to continue to work in our heart, on our soul, we can be the limitless creation that He has desired. We can actually live out the dream that He has for our life. And when we look at other people across the table or across a pile of trash, wherever the setting is, we can also celebrate the dream that they have for their life. And we can do everything possible to help make it happen, to be with them, to accompany them along the way, and to journey on with our fellow brothers and sisters, because that's what mission is about. As you journey on, realize that God is with you along the way, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Blessed Mother, that the Holy Spirit and its power is infusing grace, love, and mercy on your life and lighting your path. The mission field is vast. That's why it says, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. God is calling you out into the mission field. He's calling you to be a shining bright light and example. To let your shine light upon others so that they might see your good works and glorify your Heavenly Father. Life is way too short to just stand around and to wait for things to happen. There's also so many people that need your presence. There's only one you in the world. But with God's grace and mercy and love, He can show up in you when you show up to others. My hope is that this podcast will continue to inspire and encourage you to understand that you have a pivotal role, that going on mission is definitely part 
of your Christian faith and experience. But more than even just going on a mission is living out the mission every single day by showing up in the lives of other people, by accompanying them, by loving them, and by being present, by living out your faith, and by embracing them as the hidden Christ. My hope is that today and every day we might continue to encourage and inspire others. We might love so that way God's love can transform our lives and the lives of those that we meet. I am so grateful that you joined me today on this podcast. And my hope is that every single day when you wake up, you understand the great blessing and opportunity that we have to make disciples of all nations. Jesus asked us to do so. His great commission at the end before he ascended to the Father, was to go out and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it's up to us to continue to build the church, to not only build the church, but to be church in the world. The mission is there, and it's not an impossible one, because we know that even if it's impossible for man, nothing is impossible for God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you for this opportunity to prayerfully reflect, to share on mission with those who might not have as much as we have, but have so much more in other ways, such as great faith, great love, and great hope. We ask that you continue to embrace us, to encounter us, and to give us everything that we need in order to be present in the lives of other people, to share our faith, and to most of all, love others as you love us. May the Lord God bless you and keep you. May his light shine upon you. And may his gracious love continue to be infused in your life as you share it with the world. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been an episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Continue to check out more episodes, my books like Fire Burning Within, and other resources by visiting ef3life.com. And make sure to follow me on social media at ef3life. As Jesus himself said, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. Keep crushing it out there and know that there's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.